Welcome back, folks, to Stewards of a Broken Sun. I'm Matt, your friendly guide here on the Stories of a Broken Sun podcast. I also go by ARP. My pronouns are he or they. You can find me on Twitter at WhiteCaliber, follow our show's account at Broken Sun RPG, or visit the website, BrokenSunRPG.com. Before we begin today, I want to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Quetzal, Coquitlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Seminas, and Musqueam people in the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. Uh, especially now, but always, support Indigenous people around the world by exploring the Settler Saturday hashtag on Twitter and other social media to donate directly to Indigenous people in need. Learn about the land back movement in your area. You can start by learning whose land you're on at native-land.ca. And uh, there is a charity that is one I would suggest donating to right now uh, in light of the finally moving investigations in Canada into uh, the residential school grounds. You can donate to Indian Residential School Survivors Society um, by going to irsss.ca. You can donate through uh, the donation page, PayPal, Canada Helps, uh, or you can also send them checks. But uh, given what is being not discovered, but uh, recovered at the moment, uh, this is a very difficult time for all the Indigenous people in uh, North America in particular. So please make sure that you are finding ways to educate yourself and to help out. And, and you hear people saying nonsense, um, make sure that you stand up and say something back if it's safe for you to do so. Today, I am joined by three excellent individuals. First up, we are joined by Keekers. Hello, everyone. It's me, Keekers, also known as BSBS Cat. I use she slash her pronouns. And today I'm playing Keva, who uses she slash her pronouns as well. Um, you can find me online at Cat on Twitter and various other websites. Thank you. We're also joined by Velvet. Our greetings, everyone. Thank you for joining us once more. I'm Velvet. I use favorite pronouns, and you can find me pretty much everywhere on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. I will be playing Jojo, who uses they them pronouns. Thanks so much. And we're joined by Trudy. Hi, I'm Trudy. My pronouns are they them. You can find me on Twitter at good underscore damage. Uh, today I'm playing Ali Oxenfree, the resident scrapper. Their pronouns are they, them. Thank you so much. Today we are uh, coming off of the fairly eventful downtime that we experienced uh, last session for, well, two sessions ago, I should say, for session five. Uh, and we saw the uh, myriad, the we saw the city of Medleystead uh, go up in prosperity, from prosperity zero to prosperity one. So the subsistence level in this uh, nascent city is now meager. So congratulations, everyone. We're now making enough of a living that people can take breaks sometimes, which is really exciting. We are in the midst of building two foundations, a Lotus Beacon and a research lab. And um, the notoriety of the Myriad continues to grow. They're at notoriety level two, meaning there are lots of people paying attention to the Myriad uh, for better or for worse. Uh, Jojo got a cool new move, Blaze Light. Hopefully we'll... I don't know if we'll see that in action today. And uh, yeah, uh, worked on some cool projects, trying to figure out the shell there. Keva, you were uh, busy. You cut loose with Jojo and you taught them how to use, how to make cheese rather. And uh, Ollie was able to, well, you increased your analysis skills further. And uh, you're continuing to work on that rift opener. You're at five out of six on that device, which will allow you to open a rift uh, at will which is something very exciting. You're understanding more about 
how rifts work in this uh, world, in that in particular, you have noticed that uh, when a rift is very small, say like under a foot in diameter, it isn't necessarily visible to the eyes. It doesn't have that shimmering uh, field around it that you can see in larger rifts. So that's something for us to know about and to continue paying attention to. Okay, um, we are moving into our free play here. So what's going on right now with the Myriad? It's been a couple of days since your, uh, well, it's probably been a week or so since your exciting session with uh, the, uh, the Pyre Hollows and the uh, Grasp of Heaven coming through from Tamaris. And uh, the work on fixing up the hole in the community garden is uh, is ongoing. Are any of you helping with that process? That I was muted. Uh, Jojo's definitely helping. Hoping to okay. learn about gardening in the process. Yeah. Um, Ollie would help too. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, you will see as you're working there, uh, there's the uh, farmer that you have met a couple of times at this point, uh, Chiron Justice. Uh, Chiron Justice, uh, as you may recall, humanoid, five foot three, uh, black skin, always seems like they are, there's always something sort of simmering beneath the surface, but uh, squarish face, wide brown eyes, tapered eyebrows, uh, they have that teeny weeny afro haircut and have a long fringe. They're, they're a farmer here in the dairy districts, and uh, they are uh, here overseeing the reconstruction of the community garden. So they're helping out as, as they go. And um, yeah, they're probably taking a break at this moment. And uh, with, uh, with uh, Ollie and with um, Jojo and sitting down and they're saying, hmm, you know, I, I know it's not really your fault that there's a big hole in our community garden, but uh, people are starting to have less of a friendly disposition when they hear you're coming these days. You know, the Myriad's reputation was doing pretty well for a while, but uh, I don't know. Is there anything you're planning to do about this? Um, I was about to ask you, <laughs> is there anything that might, I don't know, uh, endear us to the public again? Well, I mean, right now you're you're trying to make this stuff right. And again, I know it's not entirely your fault, but I guess if people could see you doing stuff that wasn't always an emergency, <laughs> it feels like every time folks see you, it's uh, something's about to go wrong or blow up or collapse. And uh, even if you're there to try and help with it, people will start to make that, people have started to make that connection in their minds. Like the myriads here, that equals danger or trouble. Hmm. I see how people would think that. That's the problem with always being called on when there's something big that needs handling. Oh, you've got my sympathy at least, but... I mean, stuff like this helps, just coming out and rebuilding some stuff that was damaged and, uh, I don't know, maybe PR. Is there anyone in the Myriad who's good at outreach? I don't know. Probably Keva. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the boss. <laughs> yeah, people do uh, People do like her. Yeah, so do we. They nod <sighs> and they're taking a, a sip out of a canteen and uh, sort of look up towards the, the sky and the clouds are up there playing around with each other as they sometimes Some, do on a nice day. Sorry, what was that? Yeah, some somewhere else Keva sneezes as she's unfortunately could not show up because of a prior engagement. Mm. Uh yeah, so they sort of look up at the sky as they're taking a sip from their canteen. The clouds are playing around. Um and the clouds here in Medleystead, or rather in the Rudero Bloom are as we've seen before, they're very animated. They're not just the sort of drifting, fluffy things that we might be used to. They look 
almost like they're alive, but no one's ever found any evidence that that's actually the case. It's just some strange behaviors of the natural phenomena in the sky here. And yeah, they nod and they heave a sigh, uh, get up from the bench where they were sitting and pick up their shovel again. They say, well, no, at least that uh, I'm rooting for you. And we've had our differences in the past, but I, I know that you're doing your best and I know that you're trying to help us all. I'll step in where I can next time I hear people talking. Thank you. I appreciate that. And they nod and get back to get back to work. Um, what is what does it look like? Just briefly, what what is the visual of Ollie helping with the rebuilding here? Um, I see. Um, Ollie as being one of those people that gathers things and carries it other places, just scampering around really quickly, <laughs> as one might expect a possum to. Okay, cool. Yeah, moving things around, getting things to people. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, what's uh, what's Jojo's role here? You think? Uh, I would imagine very much the same thing, but just on a bigger scale. I, Jojo doesn't have much of a green thumb yet, so they're mostly just, you know, carrying things to and fro, filling in, you know, filling in new dirt in the big hole and stuff, carrying debris. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we we see that uh, going on as the uh, the solar arc starts to power down a bit, and the day is coming towards an end. Uh, what's Keva doing? Um, besides taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Keva is at home by herself, actually, because Emran needed to go out and, and do stuff. He can't stay at home all day taking care of stuff. And, and I just want to say that Keva at this point is actually doing work on like a data pad or something while relaxing in an easing chair uh, next to a very large tank, or what looks like a tank. Hmm. Um, and she's like messaging CD to see how the new foundation is going, uh, checking in with an apprentice or two or, or assistant for the cheese shop, um, and, and just sort of resting her body, but not, n- not working. You know what I mean? Right. There's many kinds of work. Um, mm-hmm, okay. mm-hmm. so it's, uh, you know, night evening goes down to night and, uh, people settle in for their evening routines. Um, I know Ollie tends to sleep in a big pile, um, and reaching wherever they are, wherever he is, is, you know, off doing his own thing. I assume Keva sleeps, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't want to speak for your character, but I don't know. I thought Keva slept. Okay. If, if you say so, then she says, uh, you know, I just didn't want to speak for you there. Um, does Jojo sleep? Do sharks sleep? Where do they I imagine. Uh, yeah, I think it's more like a swimming meditation because I know that sharks have to like remain in motion or they'll sink. So I think it's, uh, yeah, it's almost just kind of like a, a floating meditation in their big tank thing. Okay. Um, in about the middle of the night, it's fairly dark. The only lights out are, you know, whoever's going about in the world. And, uh, as I was mentioning last session, some of the people have been actually figuring out ways to uh, not be horribly sick and actually be able to fly when they combine human and insect DNA in that way. So you can see some people floating around, um, but also there are people who have been incorporating other insectoid traits. So you see some like fireflies type people floating around as well, given those flashes as they communicate with each other over distances that way. But it's pretty dark um, until in the large empty tank in one part of the facility that you're in. There's just a big empty tank in there that uh, hasn't really been used for anything yet. Maybe it's still kind of under repair. But uh, from there, 
you suddenly hear a steam whistle very loudly throughout the entire um what's the word i'm looking for what's your base called aquarium no yeah the aquarium Is it just the aquarium no it was the other thing what's the <sighs> it's just it's it's just an aquarium <laughs> what's the word I guess it's just the aquarium. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, my brain was thinking, no, there's a, there's a word for a big aquarium, but no, it's just the aquarium. So yeah, so there's the big empty tank uh, that's probably under repair. You hear the sound of a loud steam whistle from there. Um, Kev, I'd assume you're probably in your home, but uh, Ollie and uh, Jojo, you might be here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, Ollie would be there. Okay. So you hear this loud steam whistle uh, resonating throughout the aquarium. How does that uh, how's that strike you? Um, Ollie would scramble out of their pile immediately. Yeah, you know right. Jojo is on that right away. Jo- Jojo, <laughs> do you hear that? Jojo, I hear it. Is that that train back? Uh, <laughs> Ollie will pull out their pad and start pressing a bunch of um, buttons on the screen. Uh, yeah, you can <laughs> see as you scroll through the. Uh, you know the the screens in there, the cameras. I suppose uh, there is, in fact, a train. In that tank. It was not there moments ago. Now, there is a train. Is it the train or is it just a train? Is this? It definitely looks like the train. Is it just like swimming in there? Like a very, very large fish? No, the tank's empty. It's an empty tank. It's an old, empty, disused tank in one part of the aquarium. And now there's a train in it because this was the space it could find to fit. I will approach. The steam whistle goes off again um, as you're as you're approaching. Yeah, Ollie's going to head over there. Hail there, friend. What brings you here at this hour? Hey, hey, nice digs you got here. And yes, it is It is Quincy, your old friend, the demon train. Good good old demon train Quincy. You could, I don't know, maybe use a few more user-friendly areas for someone my size to come and visit, but I suppose this will do for now. Is this a prison for fish? It is. Wow, that's dark. And they um, seem to be, you see their eyes, which are the, the lights on the front of the train, looking around, those fire red eyes. <laughs> um, the arms you... on the side of the train are sort of poking and scratching at the ground, seeing what it feels like. Sorry, go ahead, Ollie. Did you have a reason for visiting us, or did you just want to hang out? Oh, well, I, I'd love to hang out with you more, but uh, that's not really the purpose of my visit today. My contract kind of stipulates I'm not supposed to spend too much time out of the, you know, train jail. Oh. It's not really a train jail. I'm just being dramatic. Um, right. Yes. Okay. The reason I came. Thank you for reminding me, Ollie. Uh, so I have been having some, uh, what you call them? some visions and uh they have been getting they've been getting worse and now uh well i i saw this is gonna sound it's gonna sound pretty wild but uh given the kinds of things that you're used to dealing with maybe not too wild um i saw a river that doesn't exist and across the river i saw this big like uh portocullis gate blocking it off. And on the other side of that portocullis gate in the river, there was, oh, what is, I'm just thinking about it, like a boat? Boats are the, boats are the water trains, right? Boats? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So water train. There's a, there's a boat on the other side of the portocullis there that's just sort of uh, bumping against it. And it sounds kind of like it's uh, knocking on a door. But uh, anyway, that's the, that's this vision I keep happening, and the knocking keeps getting louder and louder. And, and frankly, it's it's really interrupting my resting, um, my sleep, and it's just completely messing with my overall health and quality of life. 
So anyway, this this river exists now, but it didn't yesterday, and that seems like I should I should probably let someone know about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for letting us know. My condolences on the vision. I I understand that struggle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm used to more sending than receiving. So you got a you got a map or something, and oh, hold on. Uh, and he reaches into uh, the side of one of his train compartments and pulls out uh, a large vellum scroll and uh, unfurls it. And it's a it's a map of the Rodero Bloom region. So you can see over here, uh, and it's sort of the opposite side of the city from where the uh, Lightning Groves and Capybaras uh, entrance is on the opposite end. So I guess the east we can call it. So before there was no river there. And it's not in any of the official documents, not in any of the official maps, uh, or any of the unofficial ones that I've seen. And uh, a few hours ago, I was, you know, just uh, flying around, uh, you know, in my in my detached form, and I saw there's a there's a river now, and the river has the same shape as the one I kept seeing in my vision. I didn't see a gate, but again, this this seemed like the kind of thing somebody should look into, and I immediately thought of you. We appreciate you keeping us in mind, and yeah, river yeah. that wasn't there yesterday, and but here today, it sounds like something we should probably look into. Great, great. Um, uh, if you could just not tell anyone that I was here, that would be great. Uh, and you know, just just let me know what you find out. Um, a little invested in the outcome here, honestly. Quincy gives a wink and another toot of his steam whistle, and then uh, winks out of existence with a smell of brimstone and a flash of fire. Metal. Left behind in the scorch marks on the ground of the tank is a uh, arcane symbol that, as you probably know from having dealt with him before, is his name. You've got something so to look cool. into. Um, do you want to wait for morning, or is this something you want to deal with now? Hmm. What do you think, Ollie? Why don't we wake up Keva and find out what she thinks? Thank you. Keva, you are duly awoken. Do, do the two of you go to Keva's house to wake her up? Or do you call or just... Um, I, I assume that we just call. Okay. Yeah, if, if Ollie hadn't of... called, Jojo would have just, like, run to the house. Oh my gosh. Is that a funny mental image of the two of you, like, knocking on Keva's door? In the oh my gosh. <laughs> on the door. We were woken up. Now it's time for you to get out of bed. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, so this information is passed on to you, Keva. So... I just want to know, did they knock on my door in the middle of the night, or was this a phone call? It's up to them. Uh, Jojo, do you want to explain? I, oh, did you? If, if Ollie doesn't stop Jojo, Jojo will go knock on her door. Uh, Ollie's going to jump on uh, on their back. <laughs> All right, if we're going, let's just go. Uh, yeah, so hammer, hammer, hammer on the door. <laughs> <laughs> Keva, Keva answers the door, I guess. She must know, like, it's them. Just, I imagine that there's some sort of distinctive way that uh, Jojo punches on the door instead of knocking on the door. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I don't need you to call me out like that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Keva, like, shows up, and she's clearly still in her PJs. Um, at this point, Keva... His hair has gotten bad enough that it mostly, or when I say bad, I mean just long enough that it is usually like pinned up. But you guys, uh, or the gang, oh, sees Keva opens this door. The her hair has just gotten 
a, a little too long and, and wild here. It's it's probably down to her hips at this point. And she's just sort of staring at, like, bleary-eyed, you know, wearing pages. And it's just like, what? I think this is the point in the anime where uh, the art style changes a little bit for comedic effect. And Jojo <laughs> probably looks more like like King Shark does in the new Harley Quinn cartoon. Like, it's very minimalist. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll just point, like, you know, in the direction of where the river is and be like, there's a river that wasn't there before. Kevin, like, blinks a few times and is like, oh, is this some sort of riddle? No, there's a or literal like, river that just showed real up. life? Okay. How'd you find out about the river, Keva says. She starts rubbing her eyes to try to wake up. Uh, Quincy showed up and told us about Did it. We l- the demon train? Yeah. You know what? Come inside. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like make some tea or whatever, and and try to absorb what the heck you're telling me here. So as promised, Keva ushers them inside, and they go to the kitchen, and she does not make tea. She literally just grabs like cans of tea, <laughs> or like whatever like more biodegradable product they have now. But it's basically like canned boba tea that Keva just sh- like chugs and offers to them as well. Do you want honeydew, taro, or matcha? Mm, taro's fine. Jojo will just pick whichever one they haven't tried before, chug it, and crush the can against their head. I want to imagine that it's like a gourd, but like a gourd that has been formed into the shape of a can. By this point that we just mass produce like these gourd like containers by this point. So it like like cracks instead of, you know, crushes and give us just like, okay, okay. So the train told you about having this vision or dream or whatever about this river and a boat and now it's there. And we have to keep this a secret because we don't want people to freak out. Is is that the gist of what happened? Pretty much. I think we're more keeping Quincy telling us on the DL because they asked, he asked us to. Uh, but people are going to probably see the river and freak out regardless. <sighs> okay, well, it sounds like we're going to have to do this pretty soon because it won't take too long for people to notice a random river appearing in the night. Yeah, probably not. Okay, well, just let me go get out of my sleep clothes and into real clothes. Uh, As you're getting changed, uh, Ollie, you get a call on your communicator. At this hour? (laughs) At this hour. Uh, uh, Ollie um, picks up the call. Uh, Hello? Ollie, it's Ruth, says Ruth. She Uh, sounds... uh upset what's going on everything all right uh i don't know uh where where are you where are you with are you with the others yeah i'm with the others uh is everything okay what's going on you know that you know that young lady you brought home the other day uh ferocity Uh, yeah i remember her okay uh she seems to have gone off and gotten in a fight with a giant monster uh uh, it's uh, just just east of the city. I I can see. For, I'm I'm in the tower up here. I can see there's lights and flashing. It'll, does she know that she's not supposed to fight the monsters here? Uh, Did she get the briefing? I I, I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure. 
Um, look, we'll um, we'll head over there and uh, take care of it. Please do. I can't have people fighting the monsters. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, we're on it. I'll see you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> they hang up. They're like, yeah. okay. Um, Kevin, as you're getting changed, Kevin, you see that you missed a call from Ruth, which is why <laughs> Ruth called Ollie. Uh, Prosody is apparently fighting a monster. <laughs> Kevin comes out. Uh, one of ours. Uh, what? One one of our monsters. One of one of ours. Huh? Like Cappy Burrell or Quilt or the uh, the other monsters that. I, I mean, like. You know, one of the community monsters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think it's one of the community monsters. I I, I didn't ask for details, uh, but Ruth was pretty um, unhappy. I, I think we should go deal with that like quickly before problems start happening. We we don't have a good reputation as is right now. The last thing we need is you know Where? people to think that the people that we're bringing into the city are, are causing problems uh, for the city. Of course, of course. No, where is this happening? Oh, God, I already forgot. Where, East where of the is, city, same direction as the river. East of the city, uh, same direction as the river, so we might be able to tackle that next. It's nice when all your problems connected. are okay, in the same direction. let's go. Yeah, always, always really convenient. <laughs> Hopefully these two things are not related. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Okay. All right, well, cut to interior, uh, the express, as you're galloping east out of the city. Um, you know, the express... Runs up a ramp out of the underground parking, does a sweet flip over a creek, um, and you're on your way. Uh, how are you all feeling? What's your uh, load? Ollie always goes with normal load. Keva is light just because... Yeah, Keva is just light right now okay. because yeah. of just always light. the situation. All right. Let's mark that down on your sheets. And we are on our way, so we'll determine what kind of mission... This is, um, you have two objectives that may or may not be linked. We'll find out. Um, what kind of mission do you think it's going to be to deal with what Ferocity playing on her face is doing, her kaiju battle that she's gotten involved in? Do you remind her we have, uh, uh... Battle, deception, stealth, technical, social, or transport? I want to say maybe social uh, yeah, it's gonna... or transport just to grab someone and move. I don't know. It's pretty hard to know what we're going to have to do until we actually are there to survey the actual problem. Because mm -hmm. we might actually have to battle whatever ferocity is battling. Um, but I can see, you know, what um, Kikers is saying, too. So do we just choose what we think we're going to do? And then if it turns out to be something else, we... Okay, so are you going to try to stop her from fighting the monster, at least on her own? Oh, yeah. I, I imagine we would. Then we're probably looking at social. So what's the social connection that you want to leverage here? You are our guest. Please be polite. All right. So we've got a detail is your social connection. You want to impress upon her that as a guest, she should not be running off and doing these things on her own without consulting anybody. Uh, you've got your loadout. Let's do the engagement role at this point. Uh, particularly bold or daring plan. I don't think so in this case uh particularly effective at accomplishing the goal or exploits a weakness in the target um ferocity plane on her face does not have social skills so i don't think so uh friend contact community member can help you with this mission i don't know about that what do you think is there anyone you can call upon that might help you with uh chilling out ferocity plane on her face at this hour do we want more people to hate us <laughs> <laughs> 
We could reach out to um, Wendy Traveler. Yes, Wendy. Okay, sure. Uh, we'll give Wendy Traveler a call and maybe get him on the line at least. So we'll add a die for that. Uh, miscellaneous elements. Everyone uh, I think, knows it's Wendy. I, I think the fact that uh, faction politics here, I think the fact that um, this is your home turf at least, and you know most of the monsters who live around here and are on good terms with them uh, is a, a boon to you in this uh, endeavor. So that's got you up to three dice so far. Major disadvantages. Overly complex, relies on many factors. No. Particularly ineffective. Uh, I think that's true because as mentioned um the pyre hollows see themselves as heroes of destiny types like they think they are the adventuring party in an rpg so to them monster equals fight um and beat monster equals good so it's going to be very difficult for you to uh get through that so that's uh two dice rival enemy okay uh, miscellaneous elements, differences in tier, faction politics, hidden complications. No. Okay. Uh, I think that is two dice for your engagement roll. Who would like to roll it? I don't trust myself. <laughs> How many dice was it again? Two. Okay. There's a six. Okay. You're going to start in a controlled position here. Uh, so that is going to bring us... Okay. Control position. Just a moment. Have you started a mission not in controlled position yet, other than the first one? Don't jinx us. <laughs> All right. Uh, good. So the express is carrying you swiftly. And as you exit the city, uh, you can see indeed there are these like explosions and puffs of steam, uh, loud noises, um, the sounds of battle being joined. You can see out to the east of the city. And uh, that is also the direction of the river that has suddenly appeared. What you see as you're getting closer is that indeed our friend ferocity plane on her face is engaged in battle with a very large monster uh what's unusual about this however is that uh this is not a monster you recognize the uh monster appears to be some type of just is just a it's a wave it's a big wave with eyes in it a lot of eyes in the wave and uh the eyes are all glowing in different colors and, you know, they blink off and on. They have clear pupils and such. Uh, the pupils that are in the eyes are, uh, they're like the pupils of a goat. Um, I'm sure everyone on this podcast is familiar with a goat's pupils being basically like a, a <laughs> horizontal bar uh, in the eye. So you see these eyes that are, you know, vaguely ovoid in shape in all different colors. And each one has the uh, black bar pupil in the middle of it and uh ferocity plane on her face is dodging back and forth from uh slapping waves uh, slapping pillars of water that are coming down from the size of the wave and every time the wave crashes down where she was you know there seems to be uh this sucking motion as the wave returns into the body of the of the main water wall which does just look like a, a constantly moving wave despite being in place like if you imagine uh one of those big a big like tidal wave that's constantly on the verge of breaking that's what this creature is it's a it's a tidal wave that is constantly in motion the water appears to be sort of recycling through it each time that it crashes down towards uh ferocity plane on her face and the the eyes remain within the wall of the water uh, glowing slightly uh, within the water. And because you're in a controlled position, you notice that this wave is attached to a river that was not there before. The end of the river is seems to be the front 
of this monster. Let's see. Um, this wave creature is 100 feet tall, about 30 meters. That's a chonky wave. Indeed. It's a big old wave, yeah. So what do you all do? You have not been noticed by either party yet, as you are in a controlled position. And you have noticed this detail about the uh, monster being attached to this new river. I think seeing that it's not one of the community monsters and, uh, you know, seeing that it, it can very much handle itself in a fight, I think Jojo will attempt a preemptive strike. Okay. Uh, so, Jojo, you're going to get out of the moving express and sort of jump in towards this? Is that what Jojo is in I the midst so. of doing? Okay. Yeah. What, uh, what do Ollie and Keva think when Jojo begins to do this? <laughs> I'll lay face palms. I don't know what I was expecting. I I think Keva is too distracted because she messages Ruth. It's not one of the pillars or one of our monsters. Yeah. Going to take care of it. It's not a monster that you recognize, but new monsters do occasionally emerge. So just letting you know, just because it's just because it's not one you recognize doesn't mean it's not from here, but the river thing also complicates matters. It's hard yeah. to say exactly what's going on. I put a, an image in the myriad channel of 100 feet as compared to an average person. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. Blue whale. Um, how is Ferocity fighting? Like, is she flying? No, she's just, uh, she's dodging like, back where, and forth. Is she, she on the ground? She has that, uh, that rifle that she uh, assembled during the last time you were, you were with her. Uh, she's using that. And each time that she fires it into the tidal wave, there's a, it like makes a hole in the water and then there's a blast of steam out from behind the wave as if the, uh, whatever she's firing from it is, uh, evaporating the, uh, the water that it touches. The wave does not seem to be necessarily getting smaller when this happens, but, uh, she, she appears, uh, damp, but ferocious. Her domino mask does that glowing circuit thing each time she's about to fire. Dog is barking. <laughs> bork, bork. Kev is going to try to get the Express to maneuver around the side Ferocity. Okay, move around the side of Ferocity. And kind of like Kev will try to carry on a conversation like, what the heck is going on? Okay, so you're bringing in, you're coming in towards the monster um, so that you can talk to Ferocity. All right, and sorry, what uh, what ended up happening with happening with Jojo? Oh, I'm going to throw down with the wave. Okay, so Jojo leapt out there. What's Ollie doing um, Ali is probably just going to join um, Keva. They're not the sort of person that runs barreling into a fight like Jojo. <laughs> okay. Though Keva has brought the express barreling <laughs> towards a giant monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Ali's no, not barreling with this no, beard. Um, okay. Art, so, I have a problem here what's... because you brought up another Sonic character. Did I? What, which, what did I do now? The monster is very similar to Perfect Chaos from Sonic Adventure 1. Sonic Adventure people constantly going forward in time and stealing my ideas. <laughs> Perfect Chaos. I mean, it's... It, yeah. no, it, doesn't, it doesn't look like a dragon or anything. It is just a wave. It's just a wave yeah, full of eyes. Yeah, I mean, similar. But I'm just imagining that to fight this wave we will have to float up into it and then uh, attack its brain or whatever its core. Okay. Uh, right. So you've come in towards the giant monster to get into sort of shouting distance. Are you sorry? Are, how close do you want to get? If you're close enough to shout and have her hear you over the sound 
of the battle, then you are close enough to not be in a controlled position, fictionally speaking. I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just what Kevin's going to do here, being a little impulsive, just being like trying to get Keva is trying, Keva's not really thinking about exactly, oh, this is going to be more dangerous. She's just thinking, I need to find out what the heck is going on. I need to get closer to talk to Ferocity. There might be a better way of doing it, but Keva's just going with her instincts here. Okay. Um, So that does put us into a risky position. Um, As you approach, you see um, this battle is ongoing. The, The wave, parts of it continue slapping down towards a ferocity play on her face. She continues to dodge back out of the way. Um, as you bring the express galloping in, uh, she does this backflip right as a bit of the wave slaps down where she was, spattering uh, the express as well with water. And she lands on top of the express as it runs by. And she says, it took you long enough. You think that like the people in the city would be a little more concerned about this kind of invasion? She um, takes uh, a knee to steady herself and fires her weapon again into the wave with another ensuing uh, hole in the water that's quickly filled in and then that puff of uh, blast of steam out behind it. Okay, but does like Ferocity get inside the Express or are we- She's standing on top of it. It's the Express like convertible now. Um, If you are like, if you're leaning out the side or out the top to talk to her, um, then she can see you. But if you're just talking over the speakers, then she's just standing on top of it. Yeah, we will say that. Okay. So she's standing on top. So Keva like is leaning out the side here and Keva, she's still kind of tethered to the express by her hair or whatever. And she's just like, a lot of the giant monsters around here are friendly. She pauses for a moment, um, breaks open the barrel of her rifle and uh, she reaches in to pull out what looks like some type of spent cylinder that's steaming. Uh, She tosses it over her shoulder off the edge of the express and shakes off her fingers, uh, which are lightly smarting from the burn. She's uh, rooting around in her, not rooting around. She is reaching down her belt to grab uh, another cylinder. It says, does this thing look friendly to you? Do you see all those eyes? Nothing with that many eyes is friendly, Keva. Keva thinks about the spiders. It's like, have you ever seen a spider? Spiders have lots of eyes. Did it start attacking you first, or did you attack it first? She shoves the cylinder the rest of the way into her rifle. She says, I deal with it the same way I would deal with a spider. They come into my space, I get rid of them. And she snaps the rifle back together. I was out here, just scouting around, because you don't seem to have any security around your city, as far as I can tell. And this thing appears. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. Scout? Instead of engaging? Or, Or report it to someone? She squints. As if this doesn't really make sense to her. It's like, but my team's not here. It's just me. Uh, we're here. We can kind of be your team. You, hey, the water begins yeah, to... Told, you could have told Windy Traveler, and the Windy Traveler told us. The, wind, uh, the wave splashes down towards the Express again. Um, you think the Express dodged out of the way, or does it use the force field, or what, is it, what does it do? Oh, it, it uses the force field. Okay. So, yeah. She's looking at you, uh, still somewhat perplexed by this idea. Like, you, you get the impression that she does not think of you and your team as being on the same level as the Pyre Hollows, um, as being like the, the heroic adventurer types, so much as just being people who got in a fight because they were in the wrong place. Um, and she is looking back over her shoulder as the wave comes down again, and she flinches back, but the force field 
uh, activates and the, the water sort of evaporates on contact with uh, the Express's force field. And before she can answer, you see the wave uh, rear back a bit, and it seems to retreat back down the path of the river a little, leaving uh, sodden uh, Badlands ground behind it. Uh, it's pausing in its in its assault, uh, looking, the eyes are all now fully focused on the express as it undulates on the, on the edge. And, uh, Ferocity says, what was that thing? Do it, do it again. Do it again. Let's go charge. It's not like a weapon or anything. It's a force field. Uh, where's Jojo? Uh, probably following through on my attack. Okay. Uh, so you'd splash into the water creature, I guess. Um, kind of like being home, but not yeah. really because you're surrounded by eyes. Um, in in this position, you can see out through the wave. Uh, the some of the eyes are turning in towards you, and you can feel powerful rip tides uh, trying to well rip you apart from m- multiple different directions as you're as you're in here. Um, punching and kicking don't seem to do much because it's water. What do you do? All right. Well, if it's not if punching, kicking isn't working, and I've got its attention, maybe I'll try to do a vibe check. Yeah, you can you can try doing a skirmish roll if you want. I'm just telling you that like the the effect will be limited or no uh, to start with. Like you have methods of increasing your your potency and such, um, but just general punches and kicks. And I mean, you're in water. Yeah, no, I mean, I imagine if if I got to it before it recoiled from the force field, I would have attacked. But if I got inside of it once it had kind of retreated a bit, then I'm going to try to do the vibe check because it okay. seems to have uh, it wasn't prepared for it. So maybe like this lull is a good time to try and reach it. All right, sure. Give it a shot. Um, so you're in a risky position. And I think with tune, uh, you'll have a standard effect here. So our our, our go to right. is a four. four. Okay. So what's the intention of your of your vibe check here? Uh, I think maybe Jojo's not much for words, uh, but maybe just trying to convey like, hey, you know, we don't have to fight. Uh, I'm trying to understand you. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to, I think, create a clock for this uh, standard effect. I will tick it by two because that's how a standard effect works okay so it's a six tick clock for the wave monster you filled in two ticks with your uh with your vibe here um as a consequence here i think uh i'm going to mm, no okay so yeah sorry uh, what i'm going to do is as a consequence i'm going to reduce your impact level to uh low which will mean that it's just one tick on the on the clock as you are vibing I guess that command doesn't work, silly me. As you are vibing with this uh, creature, you are finding that uh, there is an intelligence to it. It's not just a big wave. There's an intelligence to it similar to what you may have felt, you know, hanging out with, chilling out with Capybarawl or uh, communing with Quilt or uh, the other monsters, the other larger ones that uh, you would have met around the Riddaral Bloom. Um, there is a consciousness here, and some of it seems to be focused on you. Um, you don't sense outright hostility from it, but you do sense frustration, anger, and uh, a bit of fear. Um, back on the Express, Ollie, uh, Keva is hanging out the window, arguing with uh, Ferocity playing on her face. Um, Jojo has leaped into the tidal wave monster. The tidal wave monster seems to be, uh, seems to have pulled back a little bit and is pausing in its assault. 
What you doing? Uh, that's a good question. If um, the tidal wave's pulling back, um, Ollie's not going to think about attacking, um, but Ollie's not exactly good at convincing people of anything. So, um, Ollie will Ollie will try and stop her, same as Keva. Um, yeah, I don't know what I would do specifically because <laughs> okay. I, I I don't see Ollie using any tech against. Um, Ollie would consider her a friend, even though I'm sure that she doesn't consider Ollie a friend. And she might. Um, she's just she's an impulsive young woman with a hero complex. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean you. We also we also don't know much about this tidal wave or this river that's appeared. So if Ollie wanted to, that's maybe something they could look into as well. Um, or you can support Keva's uh, attempts here, or, or both. Let's do both. Um, okay. Uh, so what exactly would Ollie be able to use um, to um, identify what's going on? Is that like an analysis pack? Well, we've used that to do this type of scanning before. So yeah, we could we could use that. Awesome. Let's do that. Okay. All right. Ollie's going to pull out their analysis pack and uh, start doing some analyzing. Okay. What action do you see that being here? I would say probably decipher. Sure. Uh, yeah. Right. Let's give it a let's give it a shot. You're in a risky position still. Okay. This will be a standard effect. Awesome. Uh, I got a six. Noise. That is awesome. Okay. I was lamenting to uh, the group last night that the uh, medication I'm on makes my um, my hand tremor worse, which means that my typing gets worse as well. Um, okay, so wave monster, I'll take that up by two, and you got a six. So um, you can look at the resonant frequency of this monster, and you can see that the uh, the wave is an interesting combination here. You can see the frequencies of the Rodero Bloom here but they seem to be interwoven with some other frequency it's possible that this is more than one thing like a hive mind ollie's gonna go uh, uh, uh guys i think this might be more than one thing i i, I don't think we should be attacking it until we we figure out what's going on here um let's stop please <laughs> ferocity plain on her face here's the first half of your sentence that's possible this is more than one thing and she uh, pulls off her belt and flicks her wrist, and it straightens into a second barrel that she begins affixing to her rifle. Oh, I can God. deal with more than one thing at once. Oh, no! <laughs> no! Ferocity, if you don't stop it right now, I'm going to pull you into the express. We need to retreat and reassess the situation. Uh, it sounds like you're attempting to command Ferocity playing on her face here. Keva, go command her. Yeah, I'm probably going to have a limited effect, but that is what Keva is doing. Uh, I think for... Keva has no dice in command, but <laughs> <laughs> she's doing it. Uh, I think command here would have standard effects for because she does know how to take orders. She just wasn't expecting to hear orders from you. Uh, so it'd be standard effect for, for a command action here. Uh, you're still in a risky position, of course. Um, can... I have no dice in it. Can I push myself, please? You can push yourself. You've got two harmony to use. You have one um, die? Yeah, you can push yourself. Um, there's a Lotus Gambit. You can get an assistance, uh, or you can spend harmony. Uh, those are all options for you. I think you can even do more than one of those. Like, you could push yourself and spend harmony, or push yourself and get assisted. Okay, Ollie, you want to help me out here so I can push myself and Oh, heck help? yeah. 
Ollie will help. Okay. They take a stress for helping. And yeah, Ollie, you, you've already said what you, what you want uh, her to know. So let's see how that helps with uh, this role. Okay. So now two die. A five, a five. which is. Uh, okay. So that's a five. Uh, so she looks at you in surprise as you give this order and she looks back and forth um, between you and the creature and, uh, you know, Jojo inside of the, the wave creature. And let's see here. Hmm. Well, I have an idea that's kind of funny to me, but I feel like it would go against the spirit of this uh, moment. So maybe not. Mm. Even if you don't use it, I want to know what it is. Um, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you what this is, and then you can resist it if you wish to. So when you snap out the command to Ferocity Plane on her face as she was in the midst of preparing the, uh, attaching the second barrel to her rifle, um, she hears the order. And as we've established, she hears first the first thing that you say, which is her name, Ferocity, if you. And on hearing her name, she automatically does what she's supposed to do when her leaders in the pyre hollows uh, call her name, which is shoot her gun. And the double barrel blast from the rifle lances out and slams into the monster once again, uh, knocking Jojo out of it, which inflicts the level two harm blasted on Jojo as you get blasted out by this uh, steam heat rifle. I would like to try to resist that. I was about to say, do I, uh, I yeah, resist Jojo. that or does Jojo resist that? Either one. I think uh, Jojo's good at resisting things, so <laughs> it might be good to let them do it. But yes. Jojo, you do it. Uh... Your biscuit. I'm a what? <laughs> Your biscuit. You know, risk it for the biscuit. Oh, never heard it that way before. But yeah, no, absolutely. I'm happy to resist. Uh, that's two um, dice for my kinesis, correct? Yes, that that is what it is. Yeah. That's a four, so you take two stress. So yeah, the uh, the impact of the rifle, you can feel the water kind of evaporating around you, <laughs> evaporating around you as the uh, two barrels impact the uh, the wave creature. Uh, but uh, how is it that you are able to prevent getting knocked out of position here? I think I, I will kind of hunker down in a ball and cover myself in my spirit energy per usual. Okay. There's the blast of steam and heat, and you know there's a, a moment where uh, what's the what's the uh, the anime reaction shot we get where there, we see the blast seem to engulf Jojo, and then there's that moment of everyone gets a cut in. What's the face uh, reaction that we see from from everyone here, rather from uh, Keekers? No, not Keekers. Keekers is a, a player, not a character in this game. <laughs> Keva and Ollie. Yeah, I'm, I'm there right now. <laughs> I think the first uh, cut in we get is. Um, ferocity playing on her face, uh, just looking slack-jawed and horrified as she sees that she hit uh, Jojo with the blast. So what's the second cut-in? Keekers? Just- cut <laughs> <laughs> oh. It could be either Keekers or, or uh, it could be either Keva or Ollie. I'm, I'm, um, oh my gosh. Okay, just get inside the Express and I'm just going to talk to the wave thing. Okay. Is there a, a gasp from Keva, or is she just immediately annoyed when she sees what appears to be Jojo getting blasted? She, I mean, she's annoyed. <laughs> okay. So we get... Uh, she's annoyed. We get the look of slack-jawed horror from... I think Keva knows that Jojo can handle themselves. 
it derails the drama of the moment. And so she's just like, oh, this, yeah, this is just more, this is more trouble than I would like. This is, you know, I think like at this point, Keva is just so sure that Jojo has these weird anime physics, like that Jojo's going to be fine. This is just annoying. Okay. So we get the cut in of, uh, a frosty play on her face. We get the cut in of Keva just looking annoyed and the cut in of Ollie looking probably panicked. First <laughs> <laughs> standing on end. Uh, and we also get a cut in of the front of the express. Uh, it doesn't do anything. It's just there because it's a part of her team. Uh, and then of course the steam and the fire pass and Jojo does what? I think it's, it's one of those moments of like, you know, the art style change again. Uh, it's that very minimalist, like King Shark from Harley Quinn. And Jojo will just kind of turn to ferocity, just be like, yo, why? <laughs> yeah. And the wave uh, rears back again uh, as, as Keva is attempting to usher uh, ferocity into the express. Uh, Jojo, you are caught up as the wave reforms around you somewhat diminished but still turbulent um that frustration and uh the the anger are increasing that you can feel uh swirling around you and uh it also seems to be like why it also almost seems to echo your own voice back to you i think i'm gonna try another vibe check and now with like the added commiseration of like listen like i got shot too <laughs> ferocity is a, is a special case and not a reflection of our community as a whole i think uh doing a tune with this would be uh limited but uh, a connect would probably be standard or even great i think connect would be great with uh with this because you're okay. trying to make a connection with the with the creature over the shared moment of frustration and <laughs> yeah sure i'll try connect um do you have connect? You've got one in connect. That's I do. That's can I use some? Uh, so I have heads keep coming, and I can push myself during a fight. Could I push myself here with my melody, or is that only mm -hmm. for like a combat move? I, I don't think you're in a fight right now. Mm. It's more of a debate, I think, at this point. Um, but let's see. Mm -hmm. oh, there is a there is a harmony available. There's a, a lotus gambit you could get. Uh, how many harmonies do we have? There's one left right now. I'll save it. I'll I'll, I'll I'll gamble on this one die. We'll see how it goes. All right, not That's bad. Four. All right, partial success. Uh, so that was risky. Great. Um, so partial success means that I'm going to uh, on a great means I'm going to add three ticks. Which hey, what do you know? That fills up the wave monster clock. Consequence for risky here. I, I think. Um, the wave can sense that you are likewise uh, frustrated and like uh, annoyed by this by this uh, young lady and her actions, and like the thing that has hurt the wave has not the you know rifle shots and then the steam and stuff. Like the wave just reabsorbs the water that's blasted out of it. Um, the thing that has hurt the wave is being attacked, and and the force field from the express was also dangerous to it. So it has a, a fear of. The express and it seems like it is just extremely confused and angry right now but as you are able to sort of connect with uh this monster creature and and get it to calm itself the wave um begins to settle back down into its river you can see the river swelling as the wave uh returns to it and the river is uh, this slightly glowing river that's also, you know, it's it's still full of the glowing eyes, but uh, as it returns to the banks that it has created, you can 
actually see, sorry, you can see the river doesn't really have banks. It is like this. It's a river flowing above ground. Does that make sense? It's like a, yeah. a tube of water. It's like if the river had, had banks, but they were invisible. Um, so the river, the, the wave settles back down into a, a river as you form this connection with it. And it, uh, you feel the tides no longer pulling you back and forth. Um, here we are. The wave seems to have calmed. Um, ferocity plain on her face is just watching this and uh she looks back at you keva and you can see there's she also looks scared in this moment but not like scared of you or scared of the monster um from your experience and and the way that you are generally good with people she looks scared of what she did she um drops oh, the, she-, she sort of drops the rifle to her side and she says oh no oh no are they okay Jojo and I can figure it out. You relax, okay? I I know we all make mistakes like this sometimes. I can't believe I messed up again. It's a learning process. It's okay. I I know that sometimes we can be really, really hard on ourselves and we expect better of ourselves. But the thing is, is that we're we are not perfect and we're all going to mess up no matter what. And in the scheme of things, it's probably not going to be that big of a deal. So just calm down, and I'm going to go take a dip. She's um, she's put her rifle down beside her, and um, she's just so- looking like down at her empty hands. Um, she just seems in shock right now. Sorry, Keva, go ahead. So Keva is going to like park the express and go over to the river because she wants to try to talk to it. Okay, the express uh, hunkers down and opens its uh its panels are you coming out ollie or are you gonna stay here or what do you want to do ollie's gonna come out okay not not doing much right now <laughs> just kind of right next to keva okay well i wasn't expecting to go for a swim or whatever but i'm gonna go and then keva starts walking and it's like hey jojo how's the water it's great now that they've settled down watch the eyes though um ollie is being very clingy <laughs> To Keva right now. Ali's not crazy about swimming. Or Keva just huge, huge amounts of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keva I think Keva's just gonna take her shoes off and kind of step into the water, but like her hair also does, and I guess she tries to connect with it to try to, you know, sense what's going on here. Okay. Um yeah, you can roll your um, connect. I think we're in a controlled situation at this point, uh, and your connect there will be um, uh, because you are coming from the thing that hurt it. Uh, the monster is still wary of you, uh, so it will be at uh, at limited effect with your connect action here. Okay, so I got a four, okay. which is partial. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you are able to get the similar impressions to what uh, Jojo was getting about what this monster is feeling like the, the fear, the frustration, the confusion. Um, and as Ollie saw with their scan, you sense, you feel that there is more than one mind here. There is more than one, uh, entity in these waters, um, as the, uh, consequence here. Um, what's the one that I want to introduce here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to 
create and tick a clock here. There's a four tick uh, danger clock, and it's at one out of four now. There's something in the river that is not as docile as the main entity. You can see, Ollie, your your scanners are continuing to collect uh, collect data as you're uh, standing near, but not too near. Yeah, not too near. Any anything useful or new? Um, well, you can you can take a look and see what you can figure out by reading through it, or um, you know, doing running a different scan or getting a different position. Yeah. Um. Why not all of those things? <laughs> <laughs> Ollie is in a different position, um, so they'll go ahead and reinitiate the scan. Okay. And uh, um, this time they're going to be looking at the readouts as they come through. Okay. Um. Are you? I guess you're not necessarily aware that there is something else in there. Um, well, you know that there's more than one Entity, frequency. Yeah. You know there's more than one frequency. Ah. Um, Keva, you're aware that there's multiple entities and that one of them is not, or that one of them is potentially hostile. Um, do you communicate that to the team, Keva? Oh, yeah. And Keva's going to be like, okay, um, there are definitely a bunch of beings here. Uh a bunch or most of them are passive but there's one that isn't so a bunch not just two what do you mean i don't know exactly how many and ollie's gonna continue touching their pad is there any idea about how many there are um are... that would yeah. probably require further investigation um but ollie if you okay there's at least try to like maybe run a trace to isolate specific different frequencies or something in there yeah is there a way to just filter out um the river uh probably let's take a look at the actions here um no trace trace a target's location or path find something or someone hidden um you could do trace awesome let me take a look at my character sheet uh that's a one all right uh we'll give it a shot Keva or Jojo could probably help you um, using their connection to the the wave creature. They could probably assist you with that, boost your scans in some way, or let you know Does, the vibes to look for. Does someone want to help? Uh, how is Keva stress? Oh, let me double check how many I have. Uh, I only have two. You you want to help? Yeah. So, yeah. So like, Kev, part of Keva's hair, like connects to Ollie's uh, scanner to kind of like help um, extend the signal, augment it. Okay, so this will be controlled uh, standard effect. Oh, heck yeah. Hey, nice. You got a six again. And I take a stress for helping. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's a six. So yeah, you are able to isolate. There are probably, it's hard to say exactly how many entities beings intelligences presences there are within this uh the river of the the river of eyes um but you can definitely sense that some of them are from around here so there are some parts of this entity of the of, that make up this river that are from the rudero bloom they sh they share this frequency there are probably the bulk of them are from other places as far as you can tell you can see the Dimensional frequencies of them do not match with uh, with the Rodero Bloom's uh, ambient frequency, and there is one in particular that is unique. It's one that is like a a strand that is a a powerful frequency that is like a low. Are you familiar with the bloop? Mm, I don't think so. No. 
Okay. Uh, the bloop is a sound from the deep ocean, and it is the loudest sound on Earth. Um, and it's not really clear what it is. Um, the current science believes that this bloop was the sound of an ice quake, an iceberg cracking and breaking away from like Antarctica. And that is the sound that it made. Um, but it is this deep resonant frequency, even sped up a lot to be more audible to human ears. It's just this incredibly deep sound, this vibration that is overwhelming. And when we didn't know what it was, it was one of those sort of terrifying mysteries of the deep. It's like, what is this incredibly loud sound from the bottom of the ocean that nobody can quite figure out? Um, this has that same kind of vibe of there is something deep and powerful and loud and uh, exceptional in here that is not easy to pinpoint because it's like the background, but you can tell that there is something there and it does appear to be approaching along the river from the source of it. Um, guys, there's a lot of stuff that shouldn't be here, and one thing that really, really, really shouldn't be here. Uh, so Ollie's just gonna give them all the details, frantically. <laughs> okay, so Keva is like, okay, it's time to get out of the water, and... Ferocity? She yells over. This is a collection of different beings, and most of them are friendly, except for one. Uh, Ferocity she looks up at you, and she... Again, she's got that hero complex. Her hand twitches towards her gun again. And you can see her. You can't necessarily hear her because she's speaking quietly, but you get the impression that she's saying, except for one. So Keva tries to end up communicating with one that's from Medleystead and just be like, hi, what are you? What are you doing here? What's going on? Okay. Um, yeah, I think... Some of these presences recognize you and they seem to be like, they seem to be having a good time. Like they seem to enjoy being here. Uh, they don't seem like they are being held against their will. Uh, it is almost like they're at a party. These are smaller monsters, uh, you know, spirits of the air or, or, or of the earth, uh, creatures that are, you know, these chimeric creatures that we've seen before of, of different sizes, perhaps aquatic ones or you know, some type of chimeric bacteria and so on. And, uh, you know, monsters of smaller sizes that appear to be chilling, hanging out, having a party in this big uh, interdimensional river. So all they can really say is, you know, oh, it's, it's, uh, if they were to speak as people speak, they'd be like, it's a really chill time. Uh, we're hanging out, uh, you know, having a, having a party. Um, watch out for that guy though. Um, and as you are communicating with them, I am going to tick up that river clock because your presence within here communicating with all of these creatures is drawing attention. Okay, so I, I think Keva does, like, say, okay, let's withdraw. Um, I think she's kind of, like, scared in a, a, a way. Like, she knows that this is a very strange um, occurrence that's very, like, foreign to her. And mm -hmm. I, I think she's just sort of like, okay, let's withdraw and regroup. Okay, um, so you're... You're going to step out of the river? Yeah, I, I think Keva, like, steps out of it, disconnects, um, and is basically telling Jojo, yeah, let's, let's withdraw and reassess what's going on here. Okay. Um, as you are leaving, 
or attempting to step out of the river, you feel that there is something almost tethering you to a current within it. Um, you can't get out just by stepping out. And you can feel the beginnings of um, growing fear from the main body of this creature. Okay. Um... The same is going for you, Jojo. So it's like grabbed on? Yeah, it's this. It's as if someone has thrown, you know, ropes or vines around your limbs and is pulling you towards the source of the river. And Jojo, you feel the same thing as well. Um, if Keva sees that Jojo is being pulled, Keva will like send out another like strand of hair, like to grab Jojo, and then like use the other one t- to like anchor to the ground or whatever, and try to pull herself and Jojo out. Uh, And I think like she almost like, I know Keva can only kind of like, I think by this point that Keva has like a Wi-Fi thing she can activate. I think I mentioned that last time for the express Um, just to be be like, Hey, I need you. Um, And I think at this point it's kind of like, Hey, I need you. Okay. Uh, the express rises to its feet and begins to walk towards the river. Um, the river, the main part of the river you can feel now is beginning to tremble uh, in a way in its banks as if the water is quivering, but the um, tide, the currents that are wrapped around you remain strong and firm as the rest of the river seems to uh undulate around them uh flinching away from the approaching express um and seeing what is appearing to happen um you see that ferocity plain on her face raises her gun ollie you're out here you're not stuck to the river what's going on um sorry give me a minute okay Jojo, you got something? You're being, you feel yourself being pulled away from the front of the river here. I mean, knowing that there is, you know, something big approaching, I think Jojo is okay with getting, you know, pulled towards it to better intercept it if it comes up. Okay. Uh, so, like, Jojo's not going to fight Keva if Keva's trying to pull them out, but they're also not really fighting the current either. Okay. You're kind of letting yourself be towed in a way. Um, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to take the clock. Can, if you are- um, not resisting its approach. Yes, Ollie. Yeah, can Ollie pinpoint exactly where um, Big Boss is in the river? Um, or anything about their shape? <laughs> or anything about them physically? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think looking at your, your data, you will be able to maybe decipher or, or trace uh, again whether if you want to pinpoint where it is, you'll be able to trace it there because now you know the frequency of it. You can probably pinpoint it with a trace, uh, or you can decipher to try and figure out what it is or what it looks like. What do y'all think is more valuable, knowing wh- where it is or what it looks like and what it might be able to do? Oh, maybe what it might be able. I mean, to I'd... do like what it is, I guess, because so w- what yeah, it I is. Agree. Okay, well then we'll go ahead and do decipher. Okay. I think we're at this point um, with, yeah, I think we're in a risky position here. This feels risky to me. Does it, does it feel risky? <laughs> Am I off base here? It feels risky to me. What's happening. Yeah, it does feel no, risky. It, that does feel risky. Okay. That's where we um, thrive though. We'll yeah, have at um, it. Standard effects here. A five. Okay. All right. So you are, you are able to determine the general shape of this thing and what's, 
distressing about that is that it's it's like I guess you do like a kind of a sonar thing maybe to determine where this sort of aberrant uh, form is within the uh, interdimensional the river of eyes and the form of it is so much like that of a human that it is difficult to differentiate it it seems like it's if it's not a human it's something extremely human-like or extremely human-made a kind of thing where if it was made by people it was made to look like them is it human-sized as well or is it it's slightly larger than a human more bulbous in ways and how you get the better vision of this here is uh, because the consequence here is I am ticking the river clock one last time. The danger has arrived unless you wish to resist this in some way. Um, What you see as your scans complete and your deciphering of the data completes it's okay you, you've all you've all seen dragon ball z or at least the memes right yes yeah <laughs> um your analysis equipment does not have numbers high enough for what this thing is it's just errors 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 as the thrumming the oppressive sound grows to the point where even the express is pushed back away from the river by the force of this simple frequency, this that booms out again and again, just and up from the surface of the river, as if ascending a staircase comes the creature itself, much in the shape of a man, or at least a man-made item. It has two arms, two legs, rounded, bulbous. Its torso is like a uh, a bulb, like a, a light bulb in a way. Those ones that are like a rounded triangular pyramid shape. At the top of it, you see portholes, windows. It is made of some type of faintly glowing metal or ceramic it's difficult to tell some artificial material and these windows that lead into the top of this bulb you would almost expect to see a face inside there or something but it is simply empty this suit steps up onto the top of the river and the empty helmet swings towards each one of you in turn and that frequency booms out again even stronger this time all of you feel your fur blasting away from it and you are almost forced to tumble back or at least step back if you're fighting against it the surface of the river which was calm is now full of waves that are spiking and growing in power from the feet of this suit as it takes one step the waves surge out in all directions it takes another step the waves surge out in all directions and the empty helmet turns towards keva down in the river the empty helmet turns towards jojo down in the river and you hear that frequency once more but now instead of being toneless it is words that fill every crevice of your mind
in that moment, the river feels fear and pain that is so strong, so powerful, that it overcomes briefly its paralysis. Keva and Jojo, you feel those bonds that are holding you twist and then snap as the river ejects you from itself and rears up, crashing down upon the figure of the hallowed aquanaut. The water sprays out around it as if it were covered in a dome of protective energy. But the river continues to struggle as if it is trying to carry this creature with it back from whence it came. What do you do? Um, somewhere inside of Keva, it breathes a sigh of relief that the voice didn't have a southern accent. <laughs> yeah, it's not an egg. It's, um, oh. here, I'll, um, I'll give you a picture in the vision board. Is it really a big daddy? Uh, uh yeah, uh, uh, it has thematic really similar to, but legally distinct yeah. enough from. Yeah. Ollie's like, nope, don't like that. Keva, like, backs up, um... Because she doesn't want to, like, if the river comes back to its not banks, she doesn't want to be stuck. But um, I want to say, like, her hair puffs up in a way that it tries to make her look bigger. Uh, kind of like a animal's response. Um, and I think she kind of snarls at it in a way. Like, she's been so frightened, and but also she's just annoyed again, just being like... Whatever you are, you better not be here to hurt us or hurt anyone or anything, or else I swear you will regret the moment you came out of that water. You can feel uh, the attention of the suit, uh, the hallowed aquanaut, briefly, as if one of the portholes, as if each porthole is a facet of its attention. One of them turns briefly towards you as the rest of its head is uh, facing towards the wave that continues to tower over it and crash down and crash down. It seems almost fruitlessly, but it's almost as if this diver is being pushed back step by step by the sheer force of the water. One of the facets of the attention focuses on you and you hear that frequency again and you can, in drawing its attention to you in this way, you feel the level two harm terrified. I would like to resist okay. that, Matt. In which way would you like to resist it? Hold on a moment. Does this count as a social consequence? Um, Probably not. Let's see. I guess so. Uh, you're not fighting it, right? You are threatening it in a way. So that is a social you- consequence, I think. Oh, I play my melody to resist it. Okay. That will work. Uh, that reduces it to level one okay. shaken. I clicked it. Okay, well, I could push myself more or not. You could uh, do a resistance or you could declare armor if you wish to reduce it further. But um, Yeah, yeah, my love, that's right. It's just if you if you want to. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to call it an armor here. And Keva has, like, it's almost like the force of its stare had tried to push her backwards. But she's wearing these, like, oh wait, no, she wasn't wearing shoes. That's right. It could be your striking outfit. It's almost like something, like a metal. (laughs) I 
Yeah, I'll, I'll say it, I'll say it's that though. That doesn't take any. No, it doesn't take any load. Like uh, that would just be us saying it's the striking outfit that has drawn the attention, and that's there's some aspect of it that will count as the armor you're declaring, the aura think, of authority, perhaps. I think when Keva said when Keva said that, um, I think she kind of like whipped her arms out and. <laughs> This is so extra. Like, imagine in the anime, she says that behind her is flying a broken sun banner. And well, in the fiction, it's almost like this psychic thing or something there. Just like, I am a sunbreaker. Got your new type of I am not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You're able but I, to... But I think it's probably... Yeah. Yeah, I think um, the hallowed aquanaut here in looking at you uh, is somewhat taken aback by your reaction not being flight or fear or cowering or uh, falling to the ground or whatever the case may be at, at, at the attention that it has given you. And uh, somewhat horrifyingly, there is in the next boom of that awful frequency, delighted laughter. And um, Jojo, what are you doing in this moment? I think seeing that the river is trying to push this uh, Aquanaut back, I'd like to help the river. Okay. Um, okay. To How are you going to help the river? What's your What's your move? I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, all I have right now is punch. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm thinking kind of leaping back into the river and just kind of riding, you know, the waves. And whenever a wave crashes into the Aquanaut, I'd like to try and slug him. Okay, so you're gonna like surf on the, on one of the waves and try to do like a falcon punch kind of thing? Or? Yes. Okay. Um, are you using your blaze light here? Oh, yeah, I'm going like full reverie and blaze light. Okay. To approach the hallowed aquanaut at this point in your career, you must resist the level two harm, terrified, merely to approach. All right. Uh, I think I'll use my, no, no, I won't use my melody yet. Uh, would I resist that it was semiosis or analysis? In what way are you doing it? Like, uh, for analysis, it would be, are you taking like a calm, I am going to analyze why I am feeling this way and use this to inform my actions, or is it more of an instinctual thing? Oh, I think it's definitely an instinctual thing from JoJo's training, like just kind of pushing past those moments of hesitation. Yeah, I think semiosis is more in line with that type of emotional response. All right, here we go. Okay, hey, not bad. Five, so you take one stress to approach, and uh, you're in a risky position. Striking at the Howard Aquanaut would normally have no effect. However, you already have the Reverie School, which brings you up to limited effects. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, you're at limited effect currently. Would Blazelight give me bring me up to standard since it's potency against people who wield transcendent forces? I don't know if the Aquanaut has transcendent forces. Hmm. The Aquanaut wields transcendent forces, so yes. Uh, yeah, I'm bringing up to standard with uh, blaze light there. All right, cool. Let's attempt that that falcon punch. Hey, finally All a right, six. All right, roll the six. Okay, um, your fist uh, impacts. Uh, what does it look like? You you tell me the visual here. Uh, I think uh, I'm, uh, JoJo's almost energized by almost being like in their home environment, uh, kind of riding that wave, and I think. Dojo doesn't even, like, make contact with the Aquanaut. It's more sending out, like, a big spirit shark. Okay. Uh, so this spirit shark is coming towards you. In the moments as you are surfing towards the uh, Hallowed Aquanaut, it looks up 
at you with one of its portholes, and you see that horrible emptiness within, and the pulse, you, the next pulse of that frequency is sort of a, a curiosity and interest, like you have piqued the hallowed Aquanaut's interest as it gets that, like, ah, you're approaching me. Its interest is piqued, and then there's a moment of excitement as your shark fist's fury strikes that very portal and it cracks. There's a moment of just, it doesn't shatter, but it cracks. And the excitement that you can feel emanating from the hallowed aquanaut ratchets up a notch and that delighted laughter is booming through the lands once again. Uh, even as the Hallowed Aquanaut is forced to take a single step back from the force of your blow. And that laughter of the uh, deep frequency filling the world uh, continues even in this moment. You have given the river the opening that it needs, and it destabilizes it, removes whatever was keeping this mm, suit standing atop the water. It slips just just a few inches its feet slip just a few inches into the water and that is enough and the river curls up around the suit and rages in a torrent back the way it came leaving the soggy land behind it the laughter rings out through the valley here long past when you can no longer see the river they've succeeded in your mission Sort of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you found the river. Uh, you stopped the you stopped the uh, the fight. Some other stuff happened, uh, but you completed your mission. Success. Uh, <laughs> how how is the myriad on the way back to Medleystead? Um, Ollie's hair is still standing up. <laughs> that was creepy, and there was water involved. I'm, I'm so. Back. Uh, I hope it wasn't uncomfortably creepy. No, I'm fine. Ollie, Ollie is just easily creeped out by stuff like that. Mm-hmm. No, that was solid. I, I think JoJo's uncharacteristically <laughs> quiet. I think they're, uh, you know, th- they're aware that, uh, you know, there were just worlds between them and the Aquanaut, and they're not used to that. Mm-hmm. And I think creep- Kevin creeped out because the laughter, it, she really, it, it really reminded her of a certain egg. Yeah, the bad egg. You pressed on, despite that memory and the uh, even the similarity in the shape and, uh, and the attitude in a way, perhaps struggling with mm-hmm. your quirk. So yeah, is it is it quiet on the way back? Like is everyone kind of reflecting? Jojo is at least. I think Keva looks at Ferocity and asks her, "Do you know the Hollowed Aquanaut?" Um, she uh, has been just sort of uh, shaking uh, for most of this ride, like not shaking, trembling. You see her hands are unsteady, much in the same way that they were when she was uh, in such uh, duress the last time. And she's been very slowly and deliberately disassembling her rifle and checking all the parts of it and then putting some parts back together and then taking them apart again. And um, she pauses as you say the name and she looks up towards you and um she shakes her head she says i've i've never heard that name but no i don't know there's a 
bay near where back in Tamaris that's alive, sort of like how the river was, but never seen anything like that. That thing was terrifying. I couldn't even shoot. To tell you the truth, I could barely... I felt shaken too, and it took everything I had to not tremble and, you know, be frozen and, and all that. And I just... There are so many things out there that are bigger and more powerful than me. And sometimes it feels like no matter what I do, I can't fix all of that and whatever. But if I don't fight ferocity, then who will? Too many people have already given up. Ferocity nods and uh, resumes putting her weapon away. I'm used to being the underdog, Keva. The people I fight, well, you've met them. The power they wield is uh, atrocious, but I I just can't. That thing was beyond anything I've ever seen. And yeah, you're you're strong, Keva. You're stronger than I thought you were. Certainly stronger than me. She um, puts her last piece of her rifle back uh, into her belt and dusts off her hands. She stands up and there's a steely glint in her eye and she makes a fist. And she says, but not for long. I promise you that. What's Ollie up to? Um, Ollie is just quiet. I don't really have anything in mind for Ollie to be really doing. Uh, like, what does Ollie do to calm themselves? That's a good question. <laughs> um, other than get into a a, a possum pile, <laughs> I I feel that Ollie probably has one of two things that they do. One is that they they comb through their fur. With their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing would be to fool with something, kind of like a some sort of ele- electronic device. I mean, basically like an equivalent of a fidget spinner. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. They they need to keep their hands busy when they're anxious. Um, yeah. So they're just very much on edge and don't really have much to say here. Yeah, that's fair. 